0: The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Daddy, welcome to Texas Front Porch. Y'all have up a seat. I'm your host, Tex, and riding shotgun with me tonight. Again is this little Philly Kristen. He's the members member of our Notly Little Gang. And if you're joining us on Odyssey Radio, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or any other platform, you know, like over the under on Facebook, y'all be sure to come on over to Texas Front Porch on YouTube and hit that subscribe button. Maybe give us that old thumbs up, you know, so you can catch the second half of the show because we can only go one hour on those other platforms. Alright. We got an old fart with us. When I say old fart, I'm allowed to say that because I've known this boy for about 40 years now. Good grief. We met back in high school. We were supposed to get in a fight. And we ended up having a beer and uh, or having a Coke. Yeah, that's what we did. And ended up becoming the best of friends. We've been like brothers for, since then. And uh, we had an encounter with a different critter and uh, about the same time that I did when I had my dog came. but his was a little different now it was a little different looking and uh, we're going to get into that but it was in the same neck of the woods probably 10 miles as a crow fly but I'll tell you what if y'all take the liking to what we do around here, and y'all have an encounter, you can email us at encounters at gmail, or you can even be real neighborly in Texas at 972-559-0988. And if you want to throw this old dog a bone, the super chats, the super stickers, and the super thanks are open. You can even donate to us if uh, it's after the show. Now. So, and we're trying to raise money to get us a clear because we're going to be doing some river investigations coming up this fall. Now, screw that saddle down tight and along with us. Y'all enjoy the show, folks. There's that dead gun button I've been looking for. Man, I'll tell you what, me and them buttons, they hide from me. I'm telling you, they move them every show. Let me get Kristen up here and let's uh, chew the fat a little bit. Howdy, Christian hey <laughs> how are you tonight well I'd be all right if I could find my right buttons to push those buttons get you every I, time I'm telling you they move them <laughs> I, I'm sticking to it and they got nothing to be it ain't got nothing to do with me being old and senile <laughs>
3: no, nothing nope not at all they hide from me too
2: <laughs> now we were talking a little bit off air and you know, I introduced you to KC and everything and uh kind of gave you a little background on, on, you know, us and everything, but uh we didn't get into his encounter or anything. So you, you're fresh out of the gate. Just like, right. just like the rest um, of them. You don't know right. anything about us. Now I know yeah. the full story, oh, but course. um this, and I, I'm going to talk about him until he gets up here. So, um, he can't shut me up. <laughs> now this old boy seen this critter, but is on the fence about Bigfoot. I don't understand it, <sighs> but uh, we'll, we'll talk to him more about that. But uh, yeah. it's going to be a good one, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm looking forward to it. I've been I've been chomping at the bit for this one for a couple of weeks. We got it set up and everything. So let's get him on up here.
3: Sounds great.
2: Hey KC, howdy! How are y'all doing? Good. Any better than it wouldn't be legal, bros. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're just for those who um, don't know out there, and there's a lot of them that don't. Um, I hope you I hope you sent the link out, and you've got people watching, so I can make a pull of you publicly. But um, why don't you tell? the folks a little background on you
1: well i'm almost as old as our host (laughs) i hope a lot prettier
2: well you've always been known as a pretty boy of the bunch your damn blonde hair and blue eyes do that uh went
1: to high school with tex um long and sordid stories there i'm sure Got out, uh, tried a little bit of college at one of the local junior colleges figured out real quickly. I did not have the maturity for such an endeavor and, uh, sobered up one day and my hair was short and I was around a bunch of people wearing green <laughs> and, uh, I spent a few years in going places, doing things, um. Got out and started a new career path that I'm about two years from finishing up. And that's pretty much me in a
2: nutshell. Well, good. <laughs> he's a little vague there. <laughs> but uh, what he didn't tell you, folks, is the time he spent around them fellas that was in the green, he was in special ops. And the job he's fixing to retire from, and that I, if I needed another reason to be mad at him, that's it right there. He's going to retire before I am. And uh, But he's in law enforcement, and he's been there for a long, long time. Now, let's jump the time machine and jump back to you were how old when this took place? Uh, you were 16 or 17?
1: yeah uh somewhere in there
2: because I remember what car you had
1: <laughs> yeah I, I'll never forget the car uh, I want to say that I was seventeen just to be on the safe side but that far back I don't know that it matters
2: yeah no doubt <laughs> so, so did this on your-
3: experience- oh I'm sorry so did no. this experience change your life like did it make you look at things a little differently the rest of your
1: life? I mean, I don't know that it had that, you know, jesus light music comes up moment. <laughs> but um, I guess it opened my eyes a little bit more to possibilities.
2: I'll go with that. <laughs> By the way, we're not gonna give away any locations. I don't want a bunch of people going out there looking for these critters and everything like that. So But it took place in North Texas.
1: Yes, it did. In a town I'm glad to be from.
3: Oh.
1: As in far away from,
2: but Yeah, maybe both. Of them. <laughs> Now, you've been out gallivanting around or causing some kind of trouble that night, right? Actually, that particular night, I don't know that I had
1: too much. I think I was working and I might have bummed around a little bit after work, but it was, you know, I was stone cold sober. Everything else, just tired, looking for bed. Really. It, it, it was a weeknight, so there wasn't much going on anywhere at that time. Right. It was probably two thirty, three o'clock in the morning, somewhere in that area. Hmm.
2: Okay. So I'm going up. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh yeah. So you, you would. You- you lived out of town. You lived outside of town. Um, and it wasn't too far from the from from lake over. And, uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about it the other day. And really, between your house and my house as the crow flies, there wasn't nothing but, re- I mean, really, there wasn't nothing but country. I mean, you had some houses and neighborhoods, but it, they were all kind of wooded up and everything, even at that. Yeah, then um, he, then he had to there, it, but
1: I think there was only one really, and I'm trying to draw a map in my mind of that. That time, you know, it's changed so much, but I think there was only one really built up area if you just took a straight flight over, yep, between us. So,
2: but so you headed home, supposedly yeah. sober. Actually, was
1: that time. <laughs> um, um, I'm bruising along, and um, I did not have the quietest car. Um, I was, I had a 64 and a half Mustang that I'd spent years with my dad rebuilding, and had the glass packs, the whole nine yards, the neighbors had me rolling in at that time.
3: Nice,
1: and um. Where we were living at at the time, it was, uh, it was off of, a uh, farm to market road. And then you hit this ridiculously twisted highway. Um, I mean, it, it, it was crookeder than Nancy Pelosi's finances
3: <laughs>
1: and, um, uh, <laughs> you, uh, you took the you took this winding road and you were kind of heading downhill the whole way, and I don't know. Do you want me just to go into this, or you're running this show, Haas? So
2: yeah, go right ahead, man. I don't want to, you know. I'll jump in there and interrupt you, and you know, Christian. Uh, you know what? She's got a question. She'll jump in there and ask. So. Just Absolutely, take it and run with it, brother.
1: Well, like I say, it was a real windy road, and it it went downhill and right towards the. Maybe half a mile from the end of the road, you came around one last bend and it curved off into another road. It was kind of um, if it were paved, it would have been, you know, just your yield on ramp, off ramp kind of situation. Okay. And between this road and our house was six to eight acres of open field. And then behind that was some real thicketed wooded area, at least for that area, uh, North Texas, it was really thick. And um, that open field kind of did a almost like an in, it's almost like a valley or, you know, like a little imp- indention, impression, whatever you want to call it. And then you came to, you know, my parents' house, which, you know, they had a, an acre or two and the driveway went along the side of this field and um you know i'd driven those roads so often especially at night you know you can almost do it on autopilot even as winding as it was and they were it was like cleachy paved um there was pavement around the potholes if that helps the situation any. And coming around that last curve, I saw something s- standing in that, you know, open triangle thing where the two roads met.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And my first thought was somebody's horse had gotten out.
0: Mm.
1: And, you know, then it, you know, your mind work sizes and everything and realized it wasn't quite big enough to be a horse. And about that time, you know, I came with it and I slowed the car down somewhat and it took off and was running alongside the car and it was keeping pace. And it was tall enough that even, you know, off the road, into the ditch, and into the field, the, its shoulder probably came real close to right about my window level on my passenger side. And um, I, I had time to get a good look at it. And like I say, it was kind of an eye-opening experience. Um, and it was, I'm going to use the word dog because I don't really know another good descriptor for it 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 didn't look like you know there there was no wolf or really any dog I've ever seen, but it was just weird and a little bit on the scary side of life, and especially two thirty three o'clock in the morning, keeping pace with your car um it was long-legged, real lanky, um, dark gray, black fur, and patchy, almost, I won't say mangy because I don't know, but it just, it, it, it looked weird, and um, its head was German shepherd wolf-ish, but it was like flatter at the top, you know almost no very little slope between the muzzle and the and the top of the head, if I'm making any sense at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, big ears. and you know the when the eyes caught the light, of course, they gave that really nicely freaky glow. Um, doesn't do
2: much for you at three in the morning. and. Um, mm-hmm. Do you remember what color its eyes were when it or the eye shine was? You know,
1: it played everything from direct headlight eye shine to yeah. more of a almost orangish.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm going to almost say, you know, because my mind keeps trying to put amber in there because that's what color it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with orangish and and you know like i say at that point first thought was horse and then then my mind switched to you know like shetland and uh actually tex had a girlfriend that lived not too far from there and i (laughs) thought of them because they had a couple of shetlands at the time if i remember correctly And the first thing I thought was maybe it was something, one of theirs. And then, you know, you look at it and the the picture sinks in and it's like, whatever that's loose from can stay loose. (laughs) And it, from the time I leveled out and it started keeping pace, it stayed with me for a while. And, you know, it seemed like forever. It was just a few seconds but then I decided to, you know, maybe give it a little bit of gas and um,
2: try to get it, the hell out of Dodge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and it actually kept going with me for a little bit longer. And then I pulled ahead. Wow. And I pulled into the driveway pretty at a pretty good clip because there wasn't a whole lot of slowdown to get into the driveway. And I'm. Um, it's it slowed up and stopped because there was an area where before where it slowed down that really went deep and usually had standing water in it. And it slowed up before it hit that. But it paralleled the car again going into this field.
3: Hmm.
1: And it kind of slowed down and I I pulled off and I, I didn't get out of the car right away. And um I kept looking and it 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 stayed there for a bit and then all of a sudden it kind of almost you know how a dog does when it really starts running and gets lower to the ground Mm -hmm. it got lower and kind of you almost lost it a little bit in the darkness and in the in the um, grass because you know three in the morning it's pitch dark
3: right
1: and i got out of the car and I, I, I went up to the front porch that was still looking over this field. And at that one road, I'd originally told you that veers off of at, at that curve, it was up on the Hill by that road. it looked like it was just kind of pacing back and forth. I don't know, showing itself off, letting me know it was there, hmm. whatever it was doing. And, um, I decided to let bygones be bygones and let it be. And I went on in the house and the next day I went out, you know, kind of traipsed around to look and see if there was anything I could see of it or anything. And
2: yeah, you but, drug your pops along with you, didn't you?
1: Yes, I did. Uh, actually, we went out the night after uh, we loaded up and uh, the old man could shoot like nobody's business and,
2: Well, now I got to tell you, folks, his old man was nobody to be messed with. (laughs) He was a Green Beret in Vietnam.
3: Oh, wow.
2: That's awesome. And I, like I said, I've known this fella for a long, long time. And I got to tell you, I had all the respect in the world for his old man. And, uh, I tell you what, we, we give him a hard time, but he could he could give as good as he could take. That's for sure. He he never let us get away with much. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we thought we was getting away with stuff, but he knew better. Than that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> so, did you guys find anything? No,
1: ma'am. We hmm. we did not find a thing. Um, uh, the only thing. I can think of as, you know, we also kept an eye out and there you didn't see, you know, occasionally you'd see deer or whatever around there. And we didn't at at that point for a while. Hmm. And I don't know if it was one had to do with the other, or if it was just happenstance. But, you know, a lot of times my dad and I, whenever I get home, early enough to not be stupidly late we go sit on the front porch and you know watch the world go by and drink a beer and talk about the day and Mm -hmm. um never saw anything like it again and you know i'm kind of i guess glad of it although i'd like to know what it was right and I, i i've never seen anything that looked like it um you're gonna laugh but i um was watching a movie one time and I know everybody, I can hear eyes rolling all over your audience right now, but it was a werewolf in the movie and it was the first thing I've ever seen that looked like it, except, you know, the werewolf thing was on two legs and this thing was quadruped. Right. But it was, um, and I don't remember which one it is—the Harry Potter movie where the professor is a werewolf. Oh and yeah. it—you know—just j- the skinniness and the the look of it was kind of reminiscent of it, and the head was closest. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm, I'm not saying that's it, but that's that—that's the closest thing I think I've ever seen.
3: I just Googled it really quick, and that is a creepy-looking critter you saw.
1: Yeah. And, you know, and like I said, it was, you know, quadruped the whole time. I never saw it come up or anything else. It didn't really need to. I saw pretty much everything to convince me, and um, I figured the size of it. Well, Heltex, you you've driven through there. What would you say it'd have to be? Five foot at the shoulders to be at that level.
2: Yeah, to be out there where it was and to be, you know, shoulder high at the, at the your window. Yeah, it was probably a good at least four to five. Yeah. Wow.
3: How fast do you think you were going when when it was keeping pace with you?
1: Um, I would say I got upwards. Probably I know at least thirty miles an hour. That little Mustang could could pick it up and lay it down. So, um, (laughs) but you know, you said it was
2: blackish, gray, gray, black, patchy hair.
1: Yeah, it. You know, I couldn't swear as to color because again, three in the morning, and uh, it's it's there's one light out there that my dad had put up you know, street light kind of thing. And the pretty much the rest of it's a whole lot of dark, but, um, so a lot of what I saw was silhouettes, but yeah, it was
2: gray or black. Yeah.
3: Wow.
2: Yeah. We, uh, around here, we call them booger lights. <laughs>
3: <laughs> booger lights.
2: <laughs> booger lights. We had one out at my place. It was uh that's what they call it. you know, when you live out in the country and you put a street light out there on your place. A lot huh. of people call them bugger lights.
3: I've not heard that before. <laughs> yeah.
2: okay. Chases, away.
1: Chases away the hoodoos. Yep. <laughs> and the hanks. hmm But huh. yeah, that was basically it,
2: man. You know, we, you know, it it was a, you know, it was a, like most encounters, it was short, you know, and there really wasn't a whole lot to it. But the thing about it is, it's the description and the behavior and everything. And that's what I keep telling everybody. You ain't got to have one of these outlandish behaviors, I mean, encounters to, for it to be interesting. Because one, that's where we're going to pick up the most data points because, you know, that, this, this, you know, these things driving away on a John Deere tractor or whatever, those are one-offs, you know, and, uh, it, it's the ones that are, you see them doing their normal, what we would think is their normal behaviors. The ones that I like best really.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know this whole thing from start to finish three, I'd say three minutes, maybe stretching it to four and that, that includes me watching it from the car and then getting out on the porch and seeing it going back and forth on the road, you know, where it was kind of silhouetted.
3: And that's really odd because a lot of critters and stuff, I mean, they're not going to sit there and almost stalk you. They're going to take off. Um, yeah. It was, yeah. And yeah.
2: the fact that this one took the time just to pace back and forth and watch you from the top of that hill. Yeah. Well, yeah. what gets me you know a lot
1: a lot of animals especially predators uh, You know, they're, they're like men that hunt. They they know not to get on a hilltop.
0: Because- Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. Or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because
1: it will silhouette them and they'll lose the prey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And this kind of, you know, like that was his full intention was to let me take a look at what I was messing mm-hmm. with. And Almost
3: miss- like a challenge to, hey, here I am. Come try and just just try and come get me.
1: Yeah, message received and I didn't want any so <laughs> <laughs> huh.
3: So what do you think you saw? What do you think it was?
1: Ma'am, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea. It I I jokingly referred to it as my bug for many years. Big <laughs> ugly guy. <laughs> <laughs> Her, but
3: huh.
2: I I would you know, say it was
1: canine, and that's about where I can. You know, that's about as far as
2: I can go. Well, you know, when I when I tell my story, and uh, when when I'm when I'm talking about after my encounter, and I was out with the, some friends of mine, and we were drinking a couple of beers, and we were just talking, we got telling stories, and I told my story, and. One of the fellers, he got real quiet, and then afterwards, I asked him if he, if everything was all right, and that's when. But that this is this is that guy, and that's when he told me what he saw. So, you know, because up until that point, aside from your dad, maybe your mom, I don't think he told anybody. No, I mean that's just generally not something
1: you go to high school and uh, decide to blurt out to the whole world, especially like I say, the town we lived in was one I was glad to be from. I moved into, I I moved into it late. I never really quite connected with the town. So um, that probably wouldn't have been the best thing to go say, you know hey I saw this horse dog critter yeah. thing <laughs> yeah that's,
2: that's that's not the uh, <laughs> you don't want to be known as the crazy guy that's for sure but.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and,
3: uh, well that's really cool that you did get to see that though um, I wonder how many others saw the same thing as you did and still holding back their story
2: yeah
1: I mean i I listened to the you know one of the few neighbors we had at the time to see if anybody else had seen anything, but you know um I was about the only teenager in that area at the time, and um the only other ones had they were a few years ahead of me and already moved out and on, so don't think there was many people out that night. I don't know how long it stayed
2: around, mm-hmm. but yeah. Well, you know, we, we were always, you know, actually, we were always hearing stories of, you know, stuff would get, get tore up or go missing or whatever, you know, livestock and that type of thing. But they always blamed it on either a big cat or a pack of wild dogs. Well, if you remember on
1: the main highway going through town, when you were getting towards my end of things, on on the highway, there was the old boy that had kind of the junkyard and all the goats. Yep. And he, he was raising hell at one point because there were, he lost three or four of his goats and it was within a year or so of that. I mean, I, 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 don't really remember exactly, but, and, um, there was somebody that was up by your old girlfriend's place that lost I believe it was
2: a Uh, foal. Yeah. We we would hear that stuff around and that's what it always got blamed on, you know? And it's like with what you saw and then with, with, with what I saw it's uh, I think these critters were around for a while and, you know, people maybe saw them and, or saw a sign of them and they, they didn't, you know, last thing they're going to think is a damn a werewolf, had, you know, been on their property. I mean, they're not going to say that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know that it was Lon Chaney running with my car, but, um, <laughs> a, a girl I dated for a while, um, starting a little bit after that, her family raised exotics and I helped him bring up, some big cats. I mean, Texas probably remember me walking or riding around with a uh, jaguar in, my, in mm-hmm. the passenger seat of my car. Um, and I know what a big cat looks like and this wasn't one of them. It was...
2: Yeah. I don't know exactly what it was, but it was. <laughs> it was what it was. That's <laughs> for sure. Yeah.
3: So this thing it. never never stood up on two legs. It stayed on all fours the whole time.
2: The whole time. Man. And see, that's the difference between what you saw and, what, well, one of the differences between what you saw and what I saw. What I saw started out on two legs and went, jumped over the fence, went down to all fours. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, these critters, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't know. And that's one thing we're trying to figure out. Are these things physical creatures or, or are they something otherworldly? You know mm-hmm. and I know Kristen, she's actually she was out in the field, she she investigates. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's she had some weird experiences. She took mm-hmm. a picture of a freaking porthole. She witnessed somebody walk into it and walk out of it. Yes. You know, but they, they lost their heat signatures when they yes. when I walked into this thing.
3: Yeah, wow. completely, completely right in front of my eyes. And, you know, someone would have told me that I would have probably rolled my eyes was like, okay, then. But I actually got to witness it firsthand and then luckily got most everything on video too. So there's such a lot in these woods.
1: That's pretty uh, amazing.
3: Mm-hmm. And well, luckily, I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Oh, no, go ahead. Your story.
3: Oh no, I was just going to say like Tex just had said, um, are they part of our world or are they from another world or you know interdimensional, maybe a parallel universe you know, our little universe is getting a little too close and they kind of overlap into ours, I don't know but yeah. it's strange you see like a rash of sightings or have a rash of odd things and then all of a sudden it's gone
1: Yeah Yeah, I mean if if, if it was something that you know, just quasi natural. And I know Tex has given me a hard time about this for years on end because I'm I'm sure he mentioned it when he was talking bad about me. I was I, I was getting some vocal cord <laughs> lubricant at the time. <laughs> but I'm a Bigfoot agnostic. And That being said, I have no problem believing in UFOs. I have no problem believing in supernatural, any of that stuff. It's, it sounds weird, but that's easier for me to believe. And I'm not saying I disbelieve it. I'm just, you know, I, I, I kind of weigh the odds, I guess. And the universe is too big in my opinion and there's too many places out there for us to be the only thing kicking.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And too many weird stories through the ages and everything else. And, you know, for me not to think that there's some supernatural out there. Um, so, you know, I'm kind of open. And one of these days, Texas is going to drag me along on one of his go out in the woods things and maybe he'll show me something that I can't dispute.
2: Yeah, I'm going to I'm I've got to get you out to uh, Brown Springs. That's for sure. Because uh <laughs> it doesn't really matter but you, you may not see a Bigfoot but uh <laughs> you uh <laughs> It's it's almost guaranteed something's going to happen.
1: Well, isn't that the place you talk about having the spooks and stuff out there, too?
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got everything out there, man. We And, you know, we've, we've had more stuff happen since the last time I talked to you. You know, it's just stuff that don't make any sense, you know. Mm-hmm. That sounds cool. You know, I, I, I love it. I dig it. But you know, that's that, that's me. I'm weird that way. But well, you know, I'm more than happy
1: to be proven wrong or something. To, and it's like I say, it's not that I don't believe. I just it seems to me the odds are a lot better of having portals and UFOs and and even ghosts and whatnot as there is having the thing walking around through the woods everywhere, I guess, in North America, and with all the high-tech we have, not ever being caught, captured, Biden didn't ask him to produce more oil, Uh, (laughs) lots of things. But that's not to say that it's not, because you read all the time on uh, different places about them finding a new species of fish or bird or something that was thought extinct for, you know, a bajillion years. And yep so things are out there that, you know, nobody has seen or captured. Mm
2: -hmm. Well, you know, and the thing about it is, I mean, if you look at if you look at the expanse of woods and, and stuff that we've got it would it's not a problem for these critters to hide if they want to if they want to hide then hide yeah. you know yeah. and, and yeah. people talk about well i don't see how i don't understand how something that big could, could hide well you and me both know you take two two or three steps into in, in the trees not that far if you really know what you're doing and you can just disappear. Oh, I yeah. 50, I could hide a 51-ton tank in the stand of trees. So, you know, the camouflage for me is not that hard to believe at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, I literally had people, you know, on different exercises walking out trying to find me that literally stepped on me going over top or whatnot. Right. And um, and it, it, it was not unusual. And, you know, I've been on the other end of it where I almost sat on somebody um, looking for him. And, you know, of course I caught hell from him afterwards, but I was maybe, I was maybe two feet away. Mm -hmm. And, but, you know, like I say, I'm, I'm agnostic. I'm not a disbeliever. I'm just not quite over the edge yet. And I'm sure you will be glad to push me over that cliff at some point in time.
2: Well, <laughs> I, you know, I'm happy to push over any cliff. Don't make <laughs> <Yeah, I've-> me
3: <laughs> Yep, and if you're ever in Georgia, I'll show you around in Georgia and may make a believer out of you too.
1: Sounds so- like a plan. I've been to Georgia in many moons, but used to enjoy time there.
2: Yes. Most of it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent uh, about three months in Georgia over at uh, um. Ted, get I just went blank. This is happening more and more. By the way, um, well, you are old. I know, right? I'm, I'm I'm old enough to fart dust, but um, I, I just Fort Stewart, I no, no, Hill Fort Benningstone for
1: Wayward Boys. Gordon, Gordon. Okay,
2: yeah.
1: Yeah, see, I was I was at Benning, a lot. Yeah,
2: a lot, and Stewart. So, but yeah, it. it, uh, I don't know, man. There's some there's some hinky stuff out yonder, and I see. I'm just the opposite. Of course, I've seen Bigfoot. You know, so I ain't got no other choice. But what I haven't seen are the portholes and stuff like that. and But I mean, I've had missing time and, and all that kind of stuff. And I've seen some weird stuff. I've dealt with some weird stuff. But I don't but I ain't gonna call nobody a liar just because I ain't experienced doesn't mean it didn't happen. Oh, you know? yeah.
1: I'm. I, I'm a big believer in that. I had a buddy at work that, you know, kept telling me about hunting all these ghosts and seeing all these orbs and he talked about being in one place that was popular in the 1940s and um he wasn't getting any action on, on his cameras and whatnot and he said he put on big band music and all of a sudden orbs started appearing and you know there just got to be a whole lot of them and you know I was a little bit skeptical and he goes oh no and he pulls out you know the recording and there it was and the <laughs> you can't argue with something like that
2: hear you mm-hmm. yeah you know we just we just didn't um we just didn't went and investigated um the hill house up yonder in mineral Wells. and we had some weird stuff happen um well it was garden, Mineral garden it was a hotel
1: in mineral wells that i was talking about oh
2: the baker yeah
1: yeah the baker hotel and uh, and you know my grandpa back in the day he lived in central kansas and he used to tell stories of you know will of the wisp or whatever the equivalent was, the glowing lights that would go down railroad tracks or lonely roads or whatever and and you know he was a grand spinner of tall tales but you always figured out when he was, you know, pulling on your leg and when he was remembering. And that one was more memory than the leg pulling. Right.
2: So.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, you know, it's, I don't know. It never ceases to amaze me. Every time I go out, you under I end up running into something that I, most of the time, that I hadn't run into before. And then, mm-hmm. um, I took uh, um, some friends of ours, um, Gary Spike Jr. and Sr. out there with me the first time they went out there with me. And I told them how active this place was actually at Brown Springs. And and they were like, yeah, well, we've been in active spots. we got them, you know, hooting and hollering around our property and that kind of thing. And I said, oh, all right, well, it's kind of a whole different animal out here. And I said, about 9.30, everything kind of starts happening. You can almost set your watch to it. And we was, we was out there on, in the campsite about nine thirty. We started hearing stuff and then, um old junior he caught he saw some red eyes about eight foot off the ground back in the trees, right beside the camp. And then we had one run up, run up beside my truck, run out of the brush and run up beside my truck and then run back in the trees. We went over to look at it and we was up standing there and we, we thought we was looking at a a tree that it broke off about eight foot high or something. And then it turned around and walked off.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: well, that, that I'm sure will make a believer out of you.
2: Yeah, And but, uh, I mean, it, it's, and we've had, we, you know, run into all kinds of supernatural stuff out there. Yeah. Hell, all this may be supernatural, you know, mm-hmm. uh, who knows? Uh,
3: there's been several times I've went out in the woods looking strictly for Bigfoot. We're a Bigfoot-type creature, and we end up getting lights in the and lights in the fields. Um, someone will get grabbed or touched, or you'll hear a voice, and nobody's there talking to you. And we experience all of that. So not quite sure.
1: Well, maybe it's the same type of area draws all of it together. You know, maybe there's mm-hmm. something something electromagnetic or insert sci-fi techno babble here but you know some real thing that draws it all together mm-hmm. i well, i figure in good. my life oh, i'll go ahead i'm sorry
2: i'm I just going to say that's that's what we're trying to figure out is is it these critters that are attracted to you know this other these other entities or energy or whatever it is or is it the other way around mm-hmm. or are they one and the same you know, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I, I, I can't believe it that everything's paranormal that we're seeing. I've seen too many, too much stuff in broad daylight that leaves. And I understand the paranormal can affect the physical world. I've seen it, but for something to stay materialized for as long as I've, I've seen stuff. I sit and watch one hug a tree, and through my binoculars, about forty yards away. You know, I mean, why would they do that if they could just blip and be gone? It does that. That math doesn't add up. Now, I've never been real good at math, but even that simple math doesn't add up for me. Yeah. You know? Well, i
1: I wish I had answers, and all I know is I, I, I tease you about my being agnostic about bigfoot but i've been in 30 states or better i've been on five continents and i don't even have track of how many countries i've been in and there's enough weird stuff out there that not everybody's dreamt it up made it up
2: you know there there there's something to it
3: mm-hmm. yes
2: I agree. Yeah, yeah, not every not everybody's lying about this stuff. I don't. I mean, well, no. Just, just the law of averages. If you just went by that, you know, yeah, it, you know, exactly. Yeah. It, it's like it's like you know, intelligent life being out there. You know, it, it's just, it, just, just the law of averages. If you went by that alone. The odds are, well, you know. Astronomical that there wouldn't be. Well, there's times
1: I, there's times I think there has to be because I'm not convinced at all times there's intelligent life here. But
2: that's a good it, point.
1: I know exactly what you're saying. You know, you, you you look at the night sky on on a clear North Texas night and you'll see thousands upon thousands of stars, and I'm sure Georgia has about the same scenery. Mm-hmm. Around every one of those stars are floating hunks of rock or gas. Some of them there have got to be in that Goldilocks zone that uh, you know, just law of averages. There has to be somewhere else, and yeah. you know, yeah. um, I I I'm a b- believer in creation of evolution and all that, and but. Nowhere do I remember reading in the Bible where God said we were the only thing He made or the only place He made things.
2: And so that's true. That's true. You know, I mean, I, he, he, human arrogance is off the chart. You know, I mean, we, I think we as humans would have a hard time admitting that we weren't top of the food chain i mean we, we do i mean there's no way around it but i mean just look at the the naysayers of, about the ufo stuff you know it's our arrogance as as humans have blinded us to a bunch of stuff that that is out there for us to experience
1: oh i, I agree you know and You've got the Hangar 18, uh, Area 51, and you know, there's all the stories and jokes and internet memes about it. But something started, you know, out there. there there's a reason for it. And I know for a fact the Air Force has big old thick volumes on uh, what was it? Project Blue Book, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Back, back when we were kids and yeah. miss Christian probably before you were even thought of um, <laughs> so uh, you know I' I'm, I'm willing to take anything on faith um, I would love to see again what I saw just to you know just to see it again to see, and see if I can't figure something out
3: right.
1: Maybe be a little yeah. bit better prepared, you know, instead of being some d- dumb high school kid. Maybe have a little bit of the EDC stuff I have now, and
2: yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I tell you what, we're coming up on our on our break. Um, we we usually go about another half hour, forty five minutes. So, do you want to stick around for that? Do you need to go?
1: Uh, if you'd like me to stick around, I'm here. If I'm boring everybody, I will take my cue and head out.
2: Well, there's something that we can talk about because uh, we, uh, maybe you and a couple of other foolish people decided we were going to go out and hunt what I saw down one time. You remember that? I do. And we, i tell you what, on the flip side of the break, we'll talk about that. And uh, we'll, we'll show everybody just how stupid we were. <laughs> well there's many such examples of that. <laughs> there are. There are. You know, and it's like a they say there's a fine line between bravery and stupidity, and I believe we crossed that line of both of us a timer two.
1: Well the statute of limitations has not run on all of it yet.
2: So no. <laughs> well guys, we're gonna be back in five minutes. So and if you're listening on iHeart and Odyssey and Spotify and Apple and all that. Y'all come over to YouTube, hit that little subscribe button on Texas Front Porch, T-E-X apostrophe S, Front Porch, because it's my Front Porch, and go ahead and subscribe, and you'll catch all those other shows that y'all have been missing, and you don't want to miss those. We'll we'll be back in five minutes, guys. Don't go anywhere.
0: addiction. I haven't seen him like this.